I have eight cows and they're all pregnant. Um, a bull next door jumped the fence. Don't ask me how, because I have no idea. <laughs> and um, he spent a couple nights with my girls. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of Character with me, Ryan Satin. This week, we have on the show, I would say, the most requested WWE superstar on both rosters. I'm very excited to have her on the show this week. She's got a big week this week. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Out of Character, Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I appreciate it. Most requested. I love that for me. Dude, for sure. Yes. I, every time I put it out there, like, who do you want to see on the show? I get bombarded with all your stands being like, get Liv Morgan on the show. We need Liv you Morgan on the show. Gifts of me? <laughs> <laughs> well, how are you feeling about this match against Becky Lynch? Oh, I feel, I feel, um, I don't know how I feel. I feel, um, ready i feel like um uh, you know i don't know i don't know i feel good it's just it's just such a huge moment it's the biggest moment in my whole entire career so there's a um a lot of pressure on that there's a lot of pressure on um i want to win the title ryan you know i, I want to win the championship so i don't i don't even know how i feel except i've got to go in there and just absolutely give it my all so um, I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and speaking of that, you know, pressure and how it's the biggest, you know, match of your career. I mean, do you feel like you have something to prove as a singles competitor in this match with Becky Lynch? Oh, I feel like I'm always having something to prove. But um, specifically um, with Becky, you know, um, she she took it a little bit personal. You know, um, I was coming for the title regardless of who it was. You know, it just so happened to be Becky. Um, and I would have loved to have... Um, a nice friendly competition because as everyone knows now, you know, I did admire Becky. I did look up to her. So I would have loved just to have a little friendly one-on-one for the title, but she wanted to talk about my friends, my family. She wants to call me crybaby. So it's just completely different energy now. Well, I mean, you did uh, that promo on raw, got a lot of people talking. Uh, yeah, I did. I mean, you were kind of blurring the line between reality and fiction there, and definitely, I man, I, I think it's the I, I see the most people talking about it on social media this week out of everything else in wrestling. Well, I guess um, I did something right then. It's what? I guess I did something right then. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Did it? Uh, I mean, but. I, it was kind of something that, you know, I, I've seen some controversy around it since of people being like, oh, she shouldn't be talking about that. You know, talking about releases. Was it hard for you to do that? Um, was it hard for me to say what I said? No, because Becky's brought up my friends. She's brought up my friends not being here. Um, and also after my segment, I got texted from my friends saying, you know, how how proud they were and how amazing they thought it was. So I don't think there was any hard feelings kind of anywhere around. I know I'm kind of addressing something that may feel like an elephant in the room or maybe taboo, but these are things that are happening, you know, and I don't think I said anything wrong. Do you think I said something wrong? No, not at all. I was only asking because I kept seeing people talking about it on the internet and I was completely on your no, side there. Me, if anything, I felt like your friends would have said, would have felt how you just said they felt. Yeah. And, you know, everyone's allowed to feel how they feel. Everyone's allowed to feel 
everyone's allowed to react the way they want to react. Um, there was not one intention in my mind to offend anyone or to make light of any situation, but just to kind of address the reality of the situation. Um, yeah, I felt like she needed to hear it. She's on such, um, she's on such a high horse right now that I couldn't wait to kind of hang her down, bring her to reality. Especially because, you know, I'm sure you were excited to get some mic time, just get a live mic on, on raw and get to say, your get to oh, say yeah, whatever you it want. Felt incredible. It felt incredible. The energy of, um, having a live microphone in your hand and knowing you're on live television and there's millions of people watching at home and just thousands of people in the arena. Um, that energy is unmatched. It's unlike anything I've ever felt before in life. It's a really crazy, fun, cool, freeing experience. And I enjoyed it. I did. I saw you've also been training with Natalia leading up to this. I know you guys train together anyways, but have you been doing extra yeah, to get ready for this match? Together. Yeah. Um, so I, I went there last night. Um, as soon as I flew in, I had a couple hours. I took a little nap and then I went to training um, and work with Natty and TJ on some stuff, you know, for my upcoming match. I also have a wrestling ring in my backyard. So I train there as well. Um, yeah, I just been training, you know, I train regardless, but I'm doing specific training for my match on Monday. I like that you did backyard wrestling briefly as a kid. And now you have a <laughs> ring in your backyard. That's like full circle right there. It's so weird. I know it is a full, it's definitely full circle. Um, I still have a couple little things I want to do to it, which is why I haven't really shown anyone it yet. But um, yeah, you know, I definitely had a makeshift wrestling ring in my backyard when I was little, but now I have a legit 20 by 20, you know, <laughs> WWE standard size ring in my backyard in a barn. And it's I, incredible. I want to talk about this. I, I want to talk about this farm and this barn and everything. I think it's so cool that you live on a farm. How many acres are you, do you have? 20. Damn. That's sick. Yeah. <laughs> the chickens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like living on a farm is very different than New Jersey. Oh, for sure. But I grew up loving animals. I've always loved animals. I've always had just such um, a soft spot in my heart for any living being, you know, any living thing. And so... Yeah, you know, now I have this farm with like eight chickens and I'm in I'm in eight cows and 19 chickens and I have a pig and dogs and cats and I want to get goats. Um, it's very different. Um, but I think I always thought I'd grow up and have a farm. <laughs> wait, so wait, how many cows do you have? I have eight cows and they're all pregnant. Um, a bull next door jumped the fence. Don't ask me how because I have no <laughs> idea. And um, he spent a couple nights with my girls. And so <laughs> cows are only pregnant for like 56 days. So in about like 20 days, I think I'm going to have a bunch of little cows. Oh, man. Yeah, I saw well, the one that you said was born during uh, WrestleMania and how it was just kind of like it happened at the same time. Yeah. So I have Mania and I have Rumble and, um, you know, Rumble was born in Royal Rumble and Mania was born on Mania. Um, I thought I was going to have a little survivor baby. Because um, they just, I don't know how it just so weirdly aligned with pay-per-views and my cows giving birth. Or maybe I'll have a little day one baby. <laughs> that sounds more likely. I'll probably have a day one baby. That does sound more likely at this point now. It's coming up. Well, did you, have you watched any of them be birthed yet? No. So it's so crazy. I have not witnessed one birth. There's been three. And um, you're, supposed to, you're supposed to kind of be there just in case, you know, the calf gets stuck or something goes wrong. 
just because there's definitely that chance, but they've had unattended, unassisted, three healthy births Damn. where, um, you know, I ring the cowbell to go feed them. And then I just see like a new one and I'm like, oh my gosh. That makes cow. sense now. I was wondering because when you you post, I was looking through your Instagram and stuff, and you posted about how one just kind of like appeared there. And I I'm not super knowledge yeah. on the like cow birth process, so now that does make sense. Yeah, and they're just like you know, and I can just tell because they're still wet. So I like I know this cow was just birthed, and they're just like still trying to figure out their legs. But um, it's really cool. It's really cool to experience and see, and just to kind of know you're doing something right, you know, because if my cows are able to have these healthy unassisted birds you know they're healthy happy cows and they have healthy happy calves and so it's just the best feeling it's so more you, like animal sanctuary than farming that you makes know? sense i don't like milk the cows i don't milk the cows i don't even like eggs um and i just like collect the chicken eggs as like a hobby and i bring them into work and like give them out to people and ask them to tell me what they think about my eggs <laughs> so you don't eat any of the eggs and you have 16 chickens no i I hate eggs. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I don't like eggs at all. Man. But they lay like cool colored eggs. I have like blue eggs and white eggs and dark brown eggs and like kind of slightly olive green eggs. They lay different like colors depending on the breed. So um, it's kind of just like a fun thing. And you, same thing with the chickens. You know, they're laying eggs every day. So I know they're healthy. I know they're happy and they're just well adjusted. You don't have any urge to milk the cows and like have your own milk. Like you're, you're you know, like that's your milk. No, I don't like milk. I don't like milk. <laughs> yeah. I like okay, milk, but I don't like dairy. I saw on, on the, the, the page, the Instagram for the farm that you also have honey. Are you, do you have bees there too? Woo! Nope. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I have everything for it, but I have not ventured into the beekeeping yet. I'm still doing some research because that's like a huge thing. But I have I have flow hives. I have a beekeeping suit. I have everything needed except the queen. I need to get a queen bee. Yeah, I it's watched like a serious serious thing. Yeah, I've seen the TikTok. <laughs> I've seen this girl on TikTok who she helps like um, she helps bees that don't have a a queen kind of like get their habitat back in order, and it's super fascinating to see. Yeah, that's. The nicest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> if you haven't seen those TikToks, it's it's worth looking up. She, she has Fostering like a whole. Bees. She's very popular at this point. I want to like like TikTok, but there's just so much going on. There's so much going on that as soon as I like go on it, I'm like, I feel overwhelmed, and then I just I just turn it off. I'm like, I'll just go on Twitter. <laughs> now, see, I'm I'm starting to go more go towards TikTok Twitter. than Twitter because I used to I I was that way, but if you use TikTok for like. And I'm not like, I'm not a representative for TikTok here, but like if you use TikTok, <laughs> uh, if you use TikTok, like let's say for a week, probably at most, it starts to like understand you and like what you what like. like. And then it shows you like only stuff you like. And at, at a certain point, I'm like interested in every single video my TikTok serves me now. I'm like, oh, good job, front page. I like all of these things. And, it, and then, it, then it gives me anxiety because I'm like, I should be making content, you know, but... I just, then I don't. And then I just don't even want to look at it because I like, get like slightly jealous. I'm like, oh my God, I should be doing this. And I just don't do it. Um, right, but my TikTok, if you go on my TikTok, it's full of like cool little witch stuff. Well, I do understand that thought process of feeling the pressure to make content once you're on an app. 
yeah, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I, I should be more involved. But I'm like, you know, I'm tending to the animals and I'm trying to be like the best wrestler I could be. And I'm making little handmade soaps over here, you know? So I'm just like, I need to, I'll, I'll get into TikTok. I'll dabble, but. So that's what I was like, going to say. It's not a priority right now. If you want to blow up the soap company and the self-care line, TikTok, dude, I'm telling you. TikTok, TikTok. I know. Because I saw I like, know. um, I saw, I, I've even seen weird, like, not weird, like different random uh, types of skincare lines and soaps and and candles that have like blood in it and stuff like that. And so I really yeah. feel like I saw one of the things on your on your page. It was like a bloodbath soak. And I thought it looked super cool. If you made a video on that to show people what it looks I like know. in the bath, they'd buy it. I know. I know. I know, Ryan. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. It just is, you know, it's a lot of work. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I'm like sitting here doing all this stuff and have a great um, girl back home that helps me. Shout out to Christiana. Um, but by the time I'm like doing all this stuff, like, the last thing I'm thinking about is like, we're gonna film this. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, woo, you know, I like work my little fingers to the bone. <laughs> so are you <laughs> really doing all the product right like, now? Worrying about filming. Huh? Are you doing all the product right now? Are you making it? Yes. Yes. So it's me and uh, my girl back home. We make it. We label it. We ship it. We pack it. Um, we do it all. What made you want to start a self-care line? Um, I'm really into self-care. I'm really into like all natural organic products. It's like what I like to use. And during the pandemic, um, we went from being on the road like four days a week to one and I wasn't even like on the road because all I had to do was drive to the PC. So I just had so much free time on my hands that I really didn't know what to do. So I kind of just started it as a hobby and then I got really, really, really good at it. And I just was like, um, the idea just spawned on me. You know, I'm very into like angel numbers and just like universal signs. And so I'm up one night, um, just cause my brain is like rolling and I can't sleep and I'm thinking about these soaps. And then I like create the whole concept in my head and I'm running it down and I look at the clock and it's three, 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 which means like you're on a guided path. Like, you know, this is the right direction. And then, so I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to do this. So then I wake up the next day and I, you know, file an LLC, I trademark, do all that stuff. And then I look at the clock and it's three, three, three in the afternoon. Whoa. And this was just like both through just on accident. And I just was like, it's a sign that I need to, I need to, I need to just do it. I need to dive into this. I just need to see what comes out of it. And plus I enjoy it. Um, it gives me um, like another feeling that, you know, not that wrestling doesn't, but it just feels like a different type of hard work. I get like a different sense of pride from it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think when you create something and you see it from your, you know, from in here to out here and out in the world, it makes like such a difference. Like even me with this show, you know, I, I, I just kind of said like, It'd be cool if these interviews I was doing, we could make it a podcast. And then it, it happened. And now we're, you know, 37 episodes manifesting. in. What? You manifested it. I manifested it. And now we're 37 episodes yeah. in. And today, all those like Spotify wrapped things are coming out. Everyone's sharing their Spotify wrapped um, on social media. And people are showing me that my show is in there. And it felt so good. I'm like, man, I've been working so hard yeah. on this. It's so nice to see that. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So, I mean, I know what it's like to like, you know, want to put something out into the world. I feel like this is something too that that eventually I feel like this is something you're going to you're going to take the shark tank. I'm manifesting that for you because I feel like, you know, you've got a following I'm behind it. I'm scared of shark tank. You're scared of shark tank? 
Nah, you can do it. I don't even I don't even want investors. I'm gonna fund it all myself. Dude. Well, no, I, I do eventually want investors, but right now I like to keep it small, you know, because I like putting um the effort and energy into doing it all myself, you know, and I'm enjoying that right now. But eventually I do want to grow and expand. And so at that point I will be, you know, making some phone calls. Yeah. But right now I'm just enjoying the pace of everything. The my and friend, it just being small, you know. My friend Dax, he has a small company. It was a well, I shouldn't say small, he has a company uh that makes um fantasy football trophies and, and belts. And uh, then he, he, this guy, he made this one right here and they were on Shark Tank and he got a deal with Mark Cuban. So oh, if Dax can get a deal oh. with Mark Cuban for the title belts, awesome. I think that you can get a deal with someone on Shark Tank too. <laughs> oh, thank you. Manifest it for me. You seems like you're good at manifesting. All your manifestations come true. <laughs> well, so most of them, not all of them. <laughs> it seems though like positive thinking and personal growth are important to you. Is that accurate? Yeah, you know, I think positive thinking is like my number one most important um, tool that I use, you know, just staying positive. I'm just like my glass is like tipping over kind of person, you know. Um, so I just like to just really just think positive, think happy thoughts. Um, I don't like to put myself down, you know, I like I still like criticism and constructive constructive criticism, but I don't let it like affect me. Um, I don't know. I just, I wish that everyone understood like, or at least believed in the power of just thinking positively and how that affects like your behavior, your happiness, what comes into your life. Um, but yeah, total, total positive thinker. And when I, I have days though, where, you know, obviously, um, some negative thoughts creep in, but I just try to get out of here <laughs> i i think positive thinking is very important too i think that you know we were talking about manifestation and stuff but even beyond just like saying i want this to happen of just like living each day trying to be as positive about things as possible will lead to better things happening for you than if you're just dwelling in yeah. the negative and just like a happier mindset i feel like yeah absolutely absolutely All right, i want to talk something i want to talk to you about uh the connection you have with the fan base because like I said, most requested person I've had on this show. Anytime I tweet about you, if I say like, like even this week during Raw, when you did something, I tweeted like, watch her. Three replies instantly. Get her on your show. We want to watch her on your show. Uh, do you think that positive energy is why you have such a strong connection with the fan base? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like since I've started, I've always, um, I've always wanted to connect to the fans just because... When I was younger, you know, I just know what that feels like. I know what that feels like to feel like someone that you look up to um, cares about you or like notices you or pays attention to you, you know? So I'm always 100% open and happy to talk to fans and meet fans and greet fans. Um, they're my favorite part of what I do, you know? It's still weird that people think I'm like cool, you know? I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so regular you know but um it's just a crazy feeling and i appreciate them so much i don't feel like i'd be in this position right now if it wasn't for my fans in the wwe universe so i'm just like eternally grateful for the rest of my life for them 
do you not think you're cool? Because I feel like you're one of the coolest people <laughs> in all of WWE, like in the way you portray yourself. Oh I'm always God. like, man, Liv's so cool, dude. Like, you know, cool, like pictures, cool, like things. You're like, cool, I got a farm. I've got like a self-care line. I'm like doing all these cool things. I don't know, I think you're one of the coolest. So do you not feel like you're cool? I don't know. I don't know. You know, I just try to do what makes me happy and what makes me feel good and what gives me fulfillment. And, um, you know, I don't really know what other people think about me. You know, it's kind of like none of my business. Everyone, you know, think what you want. Um, but I, that, it, I guess people think I'm cool. That is cool. You yeah, know, I, mean, I don't you're know. You're definitely it's cool. Weird... You're super cool. Just, just <laughs> for the record, very, very cool. So just, just so you know. Um, I also cool think dudes. that it's awesome that you've made close friends with some of your fans. Like I see you like talking to Taryn. You like see her in person. You see other people in hey. person. I think that's awesome. Taryn. <laughs> uh, she's the best. I FaceTime Taryn. You guys just FaceTime? We FaceTime. Um, we FaceTime a couple times. Yeah, but um, Taryn's like one of the first people I remember from my fandom you know um and we just kept in contact and she always is down to defend me and i love that for me you know i don't need to defend myself because i know taryn's gonna do it and like all my fans they all they're all just so ride or die um and sometimes i feel like you know if i do want to speak up about things i opt out and my fans like take care of it for me like you know nothing bad but you know just um, if I feel like, you know, complaining a little bit, I'm just, I don't even do it. Then my fans complain for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a nice honor to have. I feel like not having to complain, complain You're yourself like, and having people do it live. for you is what is like a dream. Yeah. You know, that like, we want to see live then, you know, now, now I'm on your show because they wanted to see me. I didn't need to ask. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like another reason that you have such fan support is, um, is your recent documentary. I think people saw all the ups and downs that you went through while watching it. And I think that anyone who wasn't already a supporter of yours might've gotten bored on board after that. Oh, thank you. The documentary was such a crazy experience. I still can't even believe it's real. I've only watched it once and I'm like, I can never watch it ever again. <laughs> well, do you feel like you're in a better place or a different place now than you were at the end of that doc? Um, yeah, I'm in a completely different place professionally, you know, um, I feel like maybe mentally too. I've, I feel like I've always, you know, like I said, try to stay positive. You know, I've always kind of gravitate towards um, the more positive things in life. But, you know, I'm number one contender now. And at the end of the documentary, I was, you know, I think I was feuding with Ruby. Or, you know, maybe just getting back together with Ruby. Um, so professionally completely different. Yeah, definitely. And the documentary was just so crazy. It wasn't just it wasn't supposed to be, you know, and it just turned into this thing of its own. And it was just so weird. You must love that you have that as like a as a regardless of how you feel about the ups and downs. forever. Yeah, you got that forever. No, totally. For it's forever. And I'll always be able to look back on it and maybe show my future kids oh my god my battery just went down i have my phone is always almost dead sorry <laughs> the best part of that is that when you did that it just flashed up <laughs> it just flashed up live is the best on the screen as your name so <laughs> in the middle of you talking just the, the wall here just said, live is the best and i was like is my production team trying to like send me a message they could tell no, me in my ear i think that's i think that's like my zoom name <laughs> 
Um, so I want to go back a little bit. Uh, I don't even remember. I want to go back a little bit. Uh, we were talking about the Becky stuff. Um, I think it's cool that your guys' match is on the 17-year anniversary of Trish and Lita main eventing Raw. Um, you believe that? I can't believe that. That makes me so happy. It makes me... It gives me just a- added motivation that I didn't even need that now I have. Um, it feels like an honor almost, you know? I'm like totally ready to just go and just give it my all and just be fearless and do it all. Yeah, and I even though I know you were you were a Lita fan growing up, uh, I believe, right? Yeah, I was. I, I feel like you you give more Trish vibes now, so it's kind of cool that you guys kind of both give off this, the vibes of... of of Trish and Lita still, you know? I know that she has her hair that's, you know, it's orange, it's not red, but it's close enough, you close know? Enough. So there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of synchronicities that I'm, um, it's just very funny to me that it just aligned this way. Was, and I hope we're the main event. Was the, I, I also hope you guys are in the main event. Uh, was your recent outfit choice intentionally an homage to Trish or was that just a coincidence? That was that was intentional. Okay. That, I mean, you can't do you can't do a long duster and like little mini shorts and a crop and it'd be like not an ode to Trish. You I mean, know? it's gotta be crazy um, for you as a lifelong fan to then see Trish tweeting about it. Yeah, we talked about it. We talked about it, and I told her I was like, "That was totally that was for you." <laughs> Inspired by you. I love that so much. So, um, you and Aaliyah are fairly close, right? Oh, yeah, that's my girl since our tryout. So um, bizarre. We go back. How happy were you to see her debut on SmackDown? So happy. So happy and so proud. I feel like it was such a long time coming. I have like chills, little chills. I'm just um, she she I feel like I don't like to say the word deserve. Um, I don't feel like anyone deserves anything, really. You know, I feel like deserve it feels entitled to me but she deserves she so deserves um her spots and i'm so excited to watch her and see what she does and just see her journey um but i'm totally so happy to have her um on smackdown hopefully we'll be on the same show one day hopefully have you given her any advice on what to expect on the main roster yeah she's asked me some questions you know (laughs) she's asked me some questions and i've answered um, but I think she's going to do amazing. She's gonna, she doesn't need my advice. She knows she knows exactly what to do, but I'm always there for her if she, you know, wants it. It's crazy. I remember when you guys were, were both at the PC. It's crazy that it's been that long now at this point. I know. I, I was just thinking that um, earlier, 2017. How many years was that? Six? Sounds right. No. No, 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 no. You weren't you, no. you guys were there for like no <laughs> 2017 wasn't it earlier than that? Is that, that when was, you signed yeah, 2014? That was that's when I got called up. That's when yes, I that's what I was, I was like. Wait, what? I started no October 27, 2014, and Aaliyah showed up six months later. Threw me off. I was like, wait, 2017? That doesn't sound right. No, I totally, I totally just lied and botched. <laughs> um, what do you think about uh, how how helpful would you say the PC was to your career? I'm like, I didn't know how to wrestle. It was, um, needed it. Um, PC was incredible. I really enjoyed my time there. Um, I learned a lot and I still am learning a lot, but it definitely gave me a really solid foundation to just be able to do what I do. 
you know, there's no place like the PC in the world. There's only one facility like that, you know, the way it runs, how it's structured, the information that you learn, the tools that you're given. Um, it's like, I wish everyone that wants to wrestle can just go to the PC and learn. What would you say is the most valuable lesson that you learned there? Uh, I mean, almost everything I know I've learned there as far as a valuable lesson. Um, I feel like I'd have to think on that a little bit. Let me think. Give me a couple of seconds. Most valuable lesson I learned at the Simple performance center. <laughs> I'm thirsty too. <laughs> um, could I, can we get back to this one? We'll get back to How, who was the I most think. helpful to you at the performance center? Oh, Sarah, she was so patient with me. She was so patient, <laughs> so patient with me. And also coach Bloom was amazing. And also Norman, you know, the, they have a great, 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 great staff. I love Norman. Shout out to Norman. Um, if you're watching this, <laughs> love you. Um, but Sarah, she was so patient with me. She was my trainer, you know, the whole entire time that I was there and just kept going over things with me again and again, and again, and just giving me, um, a lot of chances, you know, I was a little bit unruly when I first started, <laughs> gave me a lot of chances to just learn how to be, you know, a mature, responsible adult. I was 20 when I started and I had only worked at Hooters, you know, like the most responsibility I had was making sure your wings got too hot and your beer got too cold. And now I'm, you know, having to be at the performance center 8am, which, you know, that's late 730 you go there half hour early and I did have a car, um, moved to a new state. It was my first time on an airplane for the tryout. You know, it was, I didn't know anything except that I wanted to be in the WWE more than I wanted to breathe. Um, so I had a lot of lessons to learn. I had a lot of growing up to do. Damn. And yeah. They no, you, left like, me you fully became an adult in the WWE system. I know. I know. And, um, so I'm just grateful for their patience and their time. And, um, just allowing me to make mistakes and learn from it. That was the only job you had ever had before WWE was Hooters. Um, no, you know, I, you know the little people in the mall that like go up to you and are like, "Hey, you should, you should model. Your kid is beautiful." <laughs> yes. You know, I, I, I did that for a couple of weeks, um, <laughs> and it, I didn't last because I wasn't good at it because it was, it was such a weird, awkward job, you know. Yeah. And um, and then I worked at Hooters. I um. It was my first like real, real, real full-time job. And um, I learned a lot there, you know, I learned um, like a lot of people skills and how to talk to people. And I feel like I learned a lot of manners there, you know, just like how much saying have a good day, you know, it goes such a long way. Um, I love Hooters. I, I, every time I go there, but I feel like I'm like a Hooters snob. I'll go there and it's like, I don't get checked on after like two bites. I'm like, oh, the seven steps of service. You're not doing the seven steps of service. <laughs> Did you to check the, in in two bites in two minutes and I'll wait there. I'm like, oh, they're not coming. <laughs> Did you see I was the, better. <laughs> the controversy over the new, uh, the new booty shorts that they had the, the girls wearing? No. Is oh, there a controversy? What oh, it was a whole thing on, on all over. It was all over because it was uh, basically like they have the booty shorts they wear 
And then they had like a they they sent out like a new one where it was like updated and it was basically like a thong. Like they weren't booty shorts anymore. If you look it up, ah. they, they were like a thong. And the girls were really unhappy about it. And girls were quitting. They were like leaving Hooter. They were like, this is ridiculous. Like we know what we're in for here, but even this is too much. No way. Yeah, and so they went back on it. When they when they got rid of the tube socks, that was like a major thing too. Yeah, yeah. No, this was remember the tube socks? Oh yeah, of course. Wow, I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna see what this uniform's about. It was, it was, it was. Pretty, I had a great pretty time bad. working at figures. It was a lot of fun, I, I and love- I feel like it just is how I got my start here, and like just a weird, universal flow of events. You know, I feel like everything led me to this spot, even Hooters. Well, so it's, bizarre. Well, it's funny, you know. You, I like hearing about when someone did something when they were younger, and it comes full circle. So you've got the backyard wrestling thing full circle. But you also dealt with chickens because you were dealing with wings when you were younger. And now you've got 16 chickens. So you really are doing this whole full circle thing. Oh, yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Um, I also had, you know, a championship replica when I was younger. Well, <laughs> then you got you got to make that happen, too. <laughs> I thought it was interesting where you said that was the first time you had even held one of the titles recently was in your in your feud with Becky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, saw it on the ground and just thought, let me just pick it up. And I did. And as soon as I touched it, it just became so real. And I knew I always wanted it. But in that moment, I was like, I need this. Like, I need to have this. And then I threw it up in the air and I felt like, electricity you know running through my body then I heard the fans and they like loved it and I just was like I was like oh you know like this is what it feels like and I will be chasing that until I get it yeah I feel like it's bad luck to touch it not touch it to to like ask someone to hold it before it's different when you're in the moment and you're doing it to talk crap or whatever but you don't want to like be backstage and be like hey can I hold your title we don't like it we don't like to talk about bad luck. Oh yeah, there's sorry. no bad luck. There's this is wood. I'm not, I'm not talking wood. <laughs> I got to go backstage once, and I thought it was so cool how all the title belts are like in one giant case together, and you're like, "Whoa, that's all the belts right there. That's so cool." Yeah. I wanted cool. to just like it's start cool to going see. to the drawers and looking at them, but I didn't want I didn't want to bring <laughs> too much attention to myself. I always see you talking about Ready to Rumble. You're a big fan of Ready to Rumble. Oh, that's my that's, the, that's my favorite movie of all time. My favorite, absolute favorite movie of all time. Every time I watch it, I like notice something else or just, it just becomes funnier to me every single time. It's just such a great movie and I feel like it has a great message. <laughs> I love the cast. I love, I love everything about it. It's so great. <laughs> I like that you like Ready to Rumble because it has a great message. Like it's got a deep message it to follow. Well, it does. It does. It does. But that's not usually what yeah, you hear you know? people talking about with Ready to Rumble. <laughs> It's so funny. It's so funny. It was my favorite movie when I was younger and it just still, it just still holds. I love it. I watched it like um, two weeks ago and I was just laughing so much at everything. I want to be in part two. Like we need to find, we need investors for part two. Forget about investors for Shop Live More. Let's find investors for Ready to Rumble part two and um, let me star in it, please. Should we take that to Shark Tank? Let's take it to Shark Tank. Get Mark so Cuban on board account. with Ready to Rumble 2. <laughs> <laughs> my old podcast um, that I did for Pro Wrestling Sheet when I worked there, um, 
I did a weekly podcast with me and my friend Jamie and Eli and Kevin. And I, we got really into the idea of doing a Ready to Rumble sequel. And I was like super on board with it that I went home one night after we recorded and I wrote like a whole entire treatment for what a, a sequel could look like. But then I got real gun shy and I was like, no one's going to, who am I going to take this Ready to Rumble pitch to? I, no, I have no one to take try. it to. You should always try. You should try. <sighs> It's the one thing that I'm terrible at pushing myself towards is when I write like a TV pitch or a movie pitch, I'll do it and then go, no, who am I going to take this to? I just wrote this for fun. Well, if you do it for fun, it's different. But if you believe in it, you should totally push for it. Well, now you made me feel like I need to go pull that out. We need to go pitch this movie You might together. as well. I mean, what, what have you got to lose? What have you got to lose, you know? That's true. And at, the time, well just go and and at the time, I wasn't friendly with David Arquette. Now I could actually, this was before, <laughs> you know, now he's, you know, in, back in the wrestling world. So it does, it does seem a little more possible now. I love David Arquette and I want him to play my dad. So, yeah. Okay. You said you've, you've kicked around a rough idea. What is we your rough idea of a Ready to Rumble sequel? <laughs> no, it was just, it was just very loose, very, very loose, but pretty much, um, David Arquette, you know, he's followed, he's followed in his father's footsteps and he's a police officer, you know, he's kind of left wrestling in the past. And here I am, his daughter that secretly loves wrestling and is a wrestler and he has no idea. Dude, our um, pitches are very, in, are, are, are very in line because in my pitch, fully did the exact same thing of like David Arquette hates wrestling now. He's just like his dad, super cop. And you got, they have like dragged the wrestling fan out of him again, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so that'd be an absolute dream and the funnest project ever in life. <laughs> I I wonder, like, so there's WWE Studios, but I, I don't think, I think it's wrapped up in another studio. I feel like there's a lot of loopholes yeah, here. Yeah, I don't know the legalities of it. You know, I haven't checked into it seriously. You know, um, it's kind of just for fun and just wishful thinking, but I, I totally don't know the legalities behind it. But I'd well, love if we could somehow pull it off. We'll take your... We'll take your script. Um, I'm totally down. I'm available. I'm sure David would love to do it. <laughs> well, I will polish off my 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 pitch then, and I I will I'll Blow send it to you and, and see what you it. think. <laughs> I saw you. I don't even need to read it on pad. I'll do it regardless. <laughs> that's great. Perfect. I'm <laughs> going to use that again. Uh, that's an official contract now. So Liv is part I'm of in. the movie now. I'm in. <laughs> I'll do it for free. <laughs> I, I saw you retweet something and I don't know if you have any interest in it, but I was just, I was just semi wondering. Um, I saw you retweet something like Bitcoin related. Are you into all that stuff? I am. I am. I'm, I'm into crypto and um, NFTs and that little crazy world. Um, I'm not a pro, you know, I dibble and dabble, but it's definitely interesting. It's interesting to me. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, well, I, I have some just because everyone was talking about it. I bought some just so I could follow it and feel cool. But like, I I don't quite understand what I am doing with it. Like, I have it. I watch to see if it goes up or down. But like, I mean, I hope that one day I'll make money off of it. But I don't. The, the NFT no, thing is the, really, is the thing that really confuses me, though. That I don't. I have not delved into at all. Yeah, I feel like if, um, you know, everyone just buys and holds, you know, eventually, you know, it'll plummet like it always does. But it's going to reach, I feel like, um, hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know? So I would say buy, hold, and then sell when the time is right. You know, have a number in your mind that you're not going to sell unless it hits that number. And then if it hits that number, you know, get rid of it. But I feel like it's just good to have, you know, I, I like to, um, 
have investments and just kind of feel like I have different um, opportunities for the future, you know? Yep. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very wild. And I feel like it's like growing every single day. There's always something new that, you know, you're having to learn. Like, I feel like TikTok is more confusing to be honest. <laughs> Man, I maybe, really I can, maybe I can figure out this whole Bitcoin NFT thing. If I can figure out the TikTok algorithm. There's no, there's no TikTok how, how to, there's no like Bitcoin talk. I, I bet you there is. I bet you it just doesn't get served to me because I haven't thought about it. I should start looking into that. That's a, that's a good point. I'm going to start, I'm going to start searching yeah, NFT hashtag and, and Bitcoin just so I can start yes, getting served those I'm, videos. I'm sure there's someone that made it so easy to learn. You know, I'm sure someone like not dumbed it down enough, but I'm sure someone just made it so simple to understand. My, my old, the reason, the reason I tried to get in this time when it was low again was because my old boss he was able to buy pro wrestling sheet, my old website, just from some money he invested in Bitcoin. And then when it blew up, he became like super rich. And I was like, man, yeah, that, that can happen. Okay. Well, I should probably There's do that just in case. And lows. You just gotta, you just gotta weather it out, you know, and yes. just be able to take risks, do what you're comfortable with. So you've bought NFTs too. Um, I'm, I'm making my own right now. <laughs> Interesting. So what's the process of that? Like? I'm designing my own. Um, what does it look like? Oh, yeah. What is Yeah. How does that work? I want to tell you, but it's not done yet. And I don't want this to air before it's done. And then someone steals it because I think it's really cool. Fair. <laughs> it's Shop Live More related. It's Shop Live More related. Um, but I'm excited about it. And I'm looking, I'm shopping right now for, you know, not custom made ones, you know, by me and like my team. Um, so I'm, I'm on the hunt. I'm shopping right now. But I want to, I want to find one that like speaks to me. I'm very like, if it's a for sure thing, that doesn't mean I want it. You know, I want like what gravitates towards me and like what I feel. So when I find the right one, I'm sure I'll pick it up. See, that's the thing that I like. I'm so stuck in the past that the NFT thing, <laughs> I go, I, I go, but I don't have it. Like I like in my office, I buy this thing. I put it here. I have it. This is mine. I know it's a one of a kind thing. I just get scared that it's going to get deleted one day. Like I don't understand how the thing that I spend all this money on gets saved and be worth something one day. Yeah, I mean, cyber is scary. I mean, I don't know the future of the Internet or anything like that, but um. I'm, I'm, I'm down to take a risk every now and then, you know? So that's pretty much um, what we're doing here. We're just playing around and just seeing what sticks. Yeah. Trying no, to I, get I, with the times. You got to get with the times. All these kids. Yeah. All these kids. <laughs> you got you to feel like you're up to date with things. So even if like you don't the get it, just pretend. I'm sure there's like a nine-year-old that can tell you about NFT somewhere. Sure you know? Like <laughs> sure, and he's probably on TikTok doing it. Yeah, probably TikTok explaining it. <laughs> probably a All millionaire. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I've reached the final segment of this show. It's something that I call the finishing move. It's where I talk to my guest about their finishing moves. So first, I want to ask you this. Who's your favorite person to hit your finishing move on and why? Uh, if you asked me that a week ago, I'm sure I have a different answer. But now it's Becky Lynch. And just because it felt so damn good. Um, and I'm going to do it again. Um, yeah, Becky, Becky, it was pretty sweet. It felt good just to shove her entitled little face into that mat. <laughs> if you could steal <laughs> one famous wrestler from the past finishing move and make it your own, which would you choose? Ooh, 
Um, that's hard. I guess the Molly go round. I always thought that was an awesome, awesome move. Um, I don't know how I'd make it my own though. I'd have to be like a 360 or like a 450, you know? No, no. The whole point is you're just stealing from the person. So no, you don't have to make it your own. You're stealing for so. So it's okay. You oh, can just take oh, it. Okay. Oh, then I would just steal hers. I would just steal hers. I thought it was awesome. And so incredibly athletic and impressive. She She's working there now, right? Yeah. Shout out to Molly Holly. <laughs> yeah, she's there and she's awesome. She cool the, to work the with? nicest human being, the nicest human being that ever existed. Yeah, she seems like the nicest person. Like for yeah, I, 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 she doesn't know how cool she is. She's she's like so cool, and she has no idea. She's so humble. Um, like Molly, I like, that. like cool. I talked to Beth Phoenix about uh, Molly Holly paying her her wrestling school training fee, which I thought was the coolest thing ever. Yeah, just so nice, you know, so nice and so giving. She's and great, lastly, and we're happy to have her team. And lastly, what's the most memorable time? that you hit the oblivion? Um, I think it was the first time I ever hit it. It was a dark match, I believe, before SmackDown. And I was wearing purple and black and white checkered gear. And I gave it to Ember Moon. And it was the first time I'd done it. And the crowd had no idea what, was, what I was going to do, right? And so they were kind of like, they were enjoying the match, but they were kind of like heckling a little bit, you know, right before I hit this move and I heard them and then I hit this move and it went from like heckling to, oh, you know, everyone was just like, oh my gosh. And then um, I was like, all right, this is a cool move. And also she took it like a freak, um, <laughs> just right on top of her head, spike yourself. Um, and so I think that was probably the most memorable time. All right. Well, I can't wait to see your match tonight against Becky Lynch. I'm very excited and I hope you win. No offense to Becky Lynch. Uh, so much. Oh, no. I mean. Pff, pff, <laughs> pff. I'm winning, Ryan. Well, I got to worry about hurting her. I'm excited to watch you do it. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Have a good one. This was so quick. I can't believe we're done. Yeah. We, that was 45 minutes. Wow. Time flies. Speed. We're having fun. Uh, hey. That's what I like to hear. That is the point. I like you guys <laughs> to not be bored while you're on here and, and actually enjoy the conversation we're having. So I'm glad that you did. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And thank you to the WWE Universe and my fans for requesting me. This was a good time. And I hope um, you enjoyed this. And I definitely did. Next time, hopefully we can do it in person. Yeah, whenever you want. I'm down. I'll fly <laughs> out. I want to meet your girlfriend. <laughs> I will bring her in here if they fly you out here. WWPR, you're on the lines. Make it happen. <laughs> All right, Liv, thank you so much. I appreciate we'll go it. To after. We'll go to Hooters after. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Later. Ryan. <laughs> that was Liv Morgan. Very much enjoyed that conversation. I hope you guys did too. Okay, let's get this uh, semantic stuff out of the way. Make sure that you go subscribe to Out of Character on whatever podcast platform that you listen on, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, whatever. Make sure that you go subscribe to there. And also, if you can, leave a rating or review. I appreciate it very much. I try to share the ones that I see, so please keep those coming. I also really thought it was cool to see, like I said, the Spotify wrapped, to see this show on there for so many of you. I thought it was very, very cool. Also, make sure that you go subscribe to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. That's where you can find clips from SmackDown, Raw, NXT, and you can find this show 
every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. That's where you can watch this show airing live. So make sure that you go subscribe to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. And also make sure that you go follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Okay, that's it. I'm done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin, and this is Out of Character. Download the all-new Fox Sports app now.